Wish You Were Here is a podcast that takes you on a journey through the branding of the world's most interesting places and destinations. And here are your hosts, Moira Gon and Julian Stubbs. Hello, world. This is Mara, and I'm virtually joined by Julian. And this is Julian. And you'll notice I've got a different accent to Mora. In fact, I'm British from the other side of the pond. So, Mora, where are you now? So I'm in Chicago in the United States, and you're in Stockholm, right? Yes, that's right. Stockholm, the capital of Scandinavia. And more on that later. So, audience, here's a little backstory. Julian and I work together at Up There Everywhere, a cloud-based communications agency. It's this cool agency concept, and on any given day, I'm chatting with colleagues in Rome or San Francisco. Lots of interesting projects happen here every day, and, well, Julian, here we are. Yep. And one of the really big things we focus on is the branding of places and destinations. And that's the focus for this series of podcasts. Now, a few years ago, I wrote a book called Wish You Were Here, and it covered some of my work for the branding of Stockholm. And we thought, why not extend that idea and run a series of podcasts about place branding in general? And we're kind of lucky enough because we travel loads and get to visit some really cool places. So this podcast was born. And it makes so much sense that our first episode is in Stockholm, and I actually have a copy of your book sitting right here next to me. I really just love this book. It's so colorful, full of really unique graphics, and has a beautiful picture of Stockholm right on the cover. I almost feel like I'm there. Great, and I just hope you paid for it, Maura. I may have bought it used. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> it was a great book to write and something I really enjoyed. Now, do you actually know, though, where Stockholm is? Because... You know, Americans have a bit of a dodgy appreciation of geography and generally don't travel too well. You know, Americans and passports and all those things. Okay, so I know that you like to take your stabs at Americans, but this one is just because my geography is not that sharp. But what I will say is that what I do have an appreciation for is music. And what I learned during the research and development of this podcast is that all of my music comes from Stockholm. Yep, that's right. Jonathan, one of our interviewees today, is actually from Spotify, and they're headquartered right here in Stockholm. But first up, we're delighted to be talking with Ulla Zetterberg, CEO of Stockholm Business Region. So I'm here with Ulla Zetterberg, CEO of Stockholm Business Region in the beautiful city of Stockholm and online from Chicago, I believe we have Mora. Good morning from Chicago. How are you doing, Ulla? Fine, it's a lovely early summer day here in Stockholm. A little bit chilly, but... Uh, beautiful day. Beautiful day. Sun is shining. Well, this is, this is an exciting opportunity. Um, and Ulla, we'd, we'd love to hear more about yourself and how long you've been in your current role. Yeah, I've got this position for about uh, eight or nine years now, but I've been working for the city for many, many years in a lot of different positions. But mostly, if we are talking about city branding and about Stockholm, I would start saying that I've been having a lifelong love affair with the city since the days when I was a young kid, running around in the city and, and uh, exploring the city and so forth. So, for me, it's been a great experience to work for the city, uh, which has fed me also, of course, with my salary every month for for a third of a century. <laughs> Now that that's impressive, and uh, obviously in your current role, the uh, the primary role is actually helping with the marketing of the city from both a tourism and an inward investment yeah. perspective. So let's get down to the really tough question. So, what's the most difficult thing about marketing a place? 
if you if you starting in one of the problems of of course that uh, it's not a company it's it's not a manager who says this is what we're going to do of course we uh, we have a mayor who is uh, knows what she wants and so forth but but uh, you have to gather the the uh, business community people organizations a lot of people has to take part in the uh, in the city branding and the process on on bringing up the ideas of how to brand your city that is one of the first problems uh, that is, um, of course, very different from companies. And secondly, of course, every city, every region out in the world are promoting themselves, are trying to to get some little limelight out on the global scene. And uh, that is the hard thing because you have limited resources. We are a small country, fairly small city in a global perspective, and also located very long from, far away from the continental big markets. This is 59th parallel. And you know, if you compare to the US, that will be just the uh, the, uh, the capital of Alaska would be of the same. <laughs> exactly. Uh, which you folks from from, <laughs> from 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 other parts of the U.S. regard as a very remote place. Mm-hmm. So two things together, all the, the the community, so to say, and the other is to to get some limelight in the uh, global on the global scene. Yeah, I think two two. Uh, they are the two core problems you have to face and deal with and work with, absolutely. Maura, you've got a question. Stockholm has received uh, a lot of limelight, especially with the rebrand of Stockholm, the capital of Scandinavia. And I know that that was hotly debated on TV and radio and, and even in the press. So what were those benefits to you? Firstly, you can say that uh, the benefit was that when we branded it capital of Scandinavia, it was a kind of a whole experience for people here. Oh, is Stockholm bigger or more important than Copenhagen? A lot of Swedes actually think that Copenhagen is a bigger city with a bigger economy and so forth. So it was a kind of learning period for people here. But also the fact that the brand itself uh, creates question of how do you mean by that? What is Scandinavia f- in the first place? That is could be debated. Uh, and and uh, how do you mean by that? And then you get the chance to to explain it to people who, who uh, maybe they oppose it uh, or if they just are curious about what we mean. Uh, in the beginning, uh, the uh, our friends down in Denmark they they uh, speak a lot about it and created I mean uh, space for me in in Danish media to explain why Stockholm was the biggest city with the biggest economy, with the most uh, cultural institutions located in the middle of Scandinavia and so forth. So that was uh, good for us to come out and instead of having having kind of meaningless uh, I mean taglines like we used to have uh, beauty on water for example was one of them not to mention the uh, venice of the north which is second place branding <laughs> exactly i think and uh, one, of, one of the things i'd add is for me and i've lived with it obviously for, for 10 12 years as well it's in english what we call a, a marmite moment a marmite effect marmite is a form of beef extract product mm. which is very popular in the uk And people either love Marmite or hate Marmite. But the fact is you can't ignore it. Mm. And that's the main thing. People intellectualize and they think about it. So I think that's really what it's put in place. It's made people think about it, which is which is great. Now, this strategy has been in place 10 years now. And it's been through three political cycles, just been into the third political cycle and regime. So what are your thoughts about this and how long a strategy needs to be in place before it sees success? 
I think that in first, when, you, when you have a strategy for marketing yourself on the global market, you can't start with that when just having a simple decision by one of the uh, political sides. So it was very important when this strategy was uh, started was that, that both the red and the blue team uh, was uh, agreed on, uh, upon the uh, marketing platform and that was important otherwise it wouldn't survive uh, a couple of elections and shift of power uh, and uh, I think that is one of the things that you have to consider that when you're as a small country uh, in a quite remote pl pl remote location in, on, the, on the globe uh, when you're going out in the world, you have you you can't go out with your arguing about your your domestic problems. You have to be united then, and that has functioned very well with this brand, I would say. Mm, I'd agree. Now we we talk to work with um, a lot of different place brands, and one of the things that always comes up when we talk about Stockholm is the Stockholm Business Alliance, which is a partnership, I think, of over 50 municipalities around the the Stockholm area, Greater Stockholm area. Um, and it's used to jointly promote and use the Stockholm brand. Now, how has that come about and why do you think you've made it work when so many other places seem to struggle with that? Yeah, I think that firstly uh, you have to consider if you look at the map and look at the different municipalities and, and the major, so to say, hubs or, or, or uh, cities in, in Northern Europe, we don't have any other to uh, collaborate with. Uh, we just have each other. Uh, that's the quite easy thing. If you go to the continental Europe, for example, they have um, a lot of choices in between if they go north, west, south, if they want to, what kind of regions are they? But we know that this is the Stockholm region dot, uh, because there is no other regions in, in, in reach here. It's a long way to Helsinki, Oslo, Copenhagen, St. Petersburg, or whatever you want. So you can't form a region with them. You have to stick together here. That's been one of the major success. Oh, it's not a success. It's, it's obvious that it is that way. But you have to, of course, talk about it and, and, and uh, persuade the others that that is what it is. Uh, then the brand has been very <coughs> important for the Stockholm Business Alliance. But Stockholm Business Alliance is a totally voluntary cooperation on a five-year contract. We are now uh, negotiating for another five-year period with those uh, different municipalities. And uh, so next year there's going to be a new five-year period and a lot of cities and municipalities already signed the contract so we hopefully we get 50 mm -hmm. uh, on board for the next five-year periods is that that also the brand of the Stockholm capital of Scandinavian brand has been important because all those uh, cities and municipalities they have their different signs and they have you know a lot of other things but what, what we decided was that when we go abroad then Everybody calls themselves Stockholm. Stockholm, the capital of Scandinavia. And they are proud to be Stockholm when they go abroad. There's a lot of, of, of cities that has here in Sweden do a lot of marketing for, for domestic tourism and for investments from other parts of Sweden. But when we go abroad, they are proud and we're all together under the umbrella uh, platform, so to say, of Stockholm, the capital of Scandinavia. And that was new and fresh when we started 10 years ago, and they want to embark on that uh, platform, so to say. You've used it, I think, remarkably well and done a great job. And as I say, everywhere we go where we talk about this, there's plenty of people who are jealous of it and say, well, wish we had that, because it's what we would call, um, I'd call it a halo brand. Stockholm's a halo over a greater area, and I think that, that adds a power to the to the whole region, which uh, I think plenty of other places would like. 
So, Maura, you have a thought here about words as well. Right. And it's just it's so interesting to hear this conversation. I think Sweden and America are are so different. Um, And what I'm interested to learn is what are three words that you would use to sum up Stockholm? Yeah, three words is too little, of course. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) if you want me to put some, um, I would say that. Stockholm in Sweden is a, a sort of say consensus-driven society. I think that is very important. Uh, it goes back many hundred years since this is a not so densely populated part of the globe. Uh, we had to cooperate, and but the the um, thing here is that people there we are known for discussing a lot of things before taking the decisions. But in the, at the end, you know, not even the king get his will through. It's uh, that's how it's functioning. So uh, you have to compromise and you have to be. Uh, together with each other and, and people what people are saying is taking you know you, you take notice of it and and that affects um, what kind of decision you do you, you will notice that in in, in uh, work life for example in the labor market that uh, we have you know people are not afraid to to tell the boss what they think they are not getting fired out of that and I think that creates an uh, innovative uh, atmosphere for people so it's a consensus driven uh, society uh, it of, of course it's in, in that decision could take some time uh, that's the, uh, the complaints we get from people from outside uh, secondly you could also say that it's a quite tolerant society where you know you you tolerate a lot of people we are we're not so concerned about people you know looking uh, looking different like the US I would say uh, that's a, that's a similarity with the US that um, people in the especially in the bigger cities in, in in the US are very tolerant also are used to people looking different and, and tolerant obviously has been a word that's been overused almost but I would say yeah. Sweden it really in Stockholm does excel at that yeah so yeah especially if you if you compare to other regions or, or cities in in Europe uh, uh, that's my, my distinct mm, th- thinking about that. Thirdly, you want a th- third word uh, is of course that we are, are curious. Uh, we are curious about the future. We are curious about new technologies and, and uh, we are, are adopting very easily to uh, new techniques. Uh, just to mention this one thing about you know, Spotify, who has been a major success. In and the we group. interview the murder in the week. Yeah, good. Uh, and, you know, we, one of the reasons for Spotify's uh, huge success was that they got some testing licenses from the big uh, tycoon companies in media and music industry in the US. And the reason for that was that this was the home of illegal downloading. That is the re- so you know, since we were so curious about this, oh, everybody wanted music and films, and they they did this illegal downloading. We even had a party who who gained votes to to be in the European Parliament in two thousand nine, uh, calling the Pirate Party. So we was the home of free downloading and illegal downloading, and then those I guess are Warner Brothers or whatever their names are. They think that oh that that awful country where they are stealing the the uh, intellectual property they're so tolerant, <laughs> yeah, tolerant. <laughs> i think that that was an experience that was i mean curious on, on new things mm. you know 
people love it here and, and uh, so that's one thing so to summarize the uh, that was a long answer yes with three words uh, I think that is a consensus driven society it's a tolerant society and we are curious about everything I think three great words three great Excellent. words so Julian that was great talking with Ula and learning a bit about the background of the Stockholm branding work and also the challenges of marketing and branding a place Yes, I think what was significant for me is that 10 years in, Stockholm's really stuck with the same strategy. And I think far too many places seem to change focus too quickly. And one of the things we know about successful brands is that they tend to stay consistent in what they do. Stockholm has really understood this. Being consistent counts. The other really significant thing is they aren't afraid to stand out. After all, place branding is a competitive business. Their use of such a strong positioning, claiming the number one spot in Scandinavia, has really worked for them. Now, Stockholm is not only a great tourist destination, but it also has a really vibrant tech scene. And one of the hot areas that was a surprise to me is music. And we got the opportunity to talk to one of the people who really understands that best and who's truly driving it, Jonathan Forrester, the VP of Spotify. Okay, well, here we are with Jonathan Forster at the headquarters of Spotify here in Stockholm. And online we have Maura, who is in... Well, where are you, Maura? I am in Chicago right now over in the U.S. Um, I got in late last night from New York, so it's about 6.15 a.m. here, and I'm running off of a lot of excitement to interview you, Jonathan. So let's dive into it. Can you first tell us a little bit about yourself and your role here at Spotify? Sure. So um, um, I'm Jonathan Forster. I've, uh, I've been living in Sweden for almost a decade. And um, soon after I moved here, I met the founder of Spotify, uh, Daniel Ek, who told me about his wonderful idea, and I felt I had to get involved. Um, I joined as one of the first employees uh, in 2006, and I'm now the uh, vice president for Europe. Um, and it's been a wonderful journey, both living in, in Sweden and, uh, and obviously working at Spotify. Now, people might already know this about Stockholm, but really Stockholm's off the scale when it comes to music and music production and artists, and it's not all ABBA. Um, so being here at the headquarters is especially appropriate, but tell us a little bit about the history of Spotify and why Stockholm? Well, why Spotify is, is sort of linked to Sweden as much as anything else. Uh, the story of Spotify starts with two serial entrepreneurs, Daniel Ek and Martin Lawrenson. Martin had founded Trade Doubler, a company that floated on the stock exchange um, for I guess around half a billion dollars, so very successful. And Daniel was a few years younger, but he'd been a, an entrepreneur since the age of 14, you know, buying and selling different different internet companies even while at school. And, and they met when Martin acquired Daniel's company, really got on. And they said, we'd like to do something big together. We'd like to do something <clears throat> really fun that we could be proud of, that could change the world. And uh, quickly realized that they both shared a passion for music. And at the time, music really needed to be fixed because the internet, something that I think all of us at Spotify, but nobody more so than Daniel and Martin are so passionate about, wasn't helping music. It was helping people uh, access more music than ever before, but they were doing it through piracy. And at that point, Stockholm and Sweden really was the home of piracy, thanks to the Pirate Bay. Um, I remember before we launched, seeing a stat that about 80% of Swedish web traffic outside of office hours was torrent files. 
So you have these law-abiding Swedes who are basically using the internet, co-opting the internet to steal music. And Daniel and Martin felt that that was um, not only wrong, but that they, they could better it. And uh, yeah, that's what they set out to do. And this is where they where they came from. So what makes Stockholm such an attractive location for Spotify and just for businesses in general? So yeah, I think you know for Spotify, it's always been really interesting because the guys are from Stockholm. It's their home. Um, they absolutely always had the ambition of Spotify being a global company. We're now in 58 markets around the world. Um, but I guess it's fascinating that they didn't feel the need you know, to move and start things in a London um, or, or in a New York or, or San Francisco, a Silicon Valley. And, uh, and you have to really look at what Stockholm offered them. Um, first and foremost for organizations like us, there's an incredible pool of tech talent. You know, there are a few really, really, really good universities in Stockholm and around Sweden producing world-class tech talent um, who, who we felt we could get first option on hiring. Um, and secondly, it's a, um, there's, a, there's a bubbling and an infectious startup culture here. You know, there are um, a lot of new startups now, eight, nine years after we started Spotify, but they'd been, you know, going back to Ericsson and then Icon Media Lab and, and Razorfish, a whole history of Swedish innovation around the internet. Um, that meant that there were a lot of very relatively young, but still very experienced people that were excited to go on their next adventure. I think being a startup in Sweden is quite fascinating because they tend to realize from the get-go that they have to look outside of their borders. It's a relatively small um, market, which means that you think about globalization and internationalization a lot earlier. And Swedes have had a history of not only speaking great English, but being very fascinated by, you know, particularly Anglophile cultures, the, the, the US um, and, and the UK. Last but not least, Sweden has a phenomenal brand. Um, as an Englishman, I can say that nobody's ever been upset to be working with a Swedish company. That doesn't always play out so well in, in parts of Europe if you're coming from London or other parts of the UK. I can understand that. We're a, we're, a, we're a startup and we feel exactly the same about the place. Um, so that's the business perspective, but then you touched on it a little bit. What about the personal perspective of living here in Stockholm? What's attractive? I think uh, you know we, we hire a lot of employees who, who move to Stockholm. So um, I, I, I guess something like a third of the five or six hundred people who work in this office are, are, are not only not from Stockholm, they're not from Sweden. And um, I think one of the things that jumped out at me and when I talked to my friends is there's a, there's a quality of life here. Um, you know, it's a relatively small city compared to places like Hong Kong or, you know, Manchester or London or Paris. Um, and there's a lot of space. So, you know, whether, when you're out in the city, you can walk around and you feel um, that it's, it's very beautiful. It's not too crowded. It's relatively easy to commute. Um, th there are lots of things to do. Um, and yeah, I think it's a very easy place to come to um, from the perspective of being able to fit in and speak the language. Um, so I thoroughly enjoy Stockholm. I, I decided when I when I moved here uh, before I joined Spotify after six months that I'd like it to be my home, notwithstanding the weather in winter, um, which you which you grow to love or at least tolerate, um, and the lack of a British pub. So you didn't move here for the taxes and the weather. <laughs> so, <laughs> Certainly not. I, I come from Newcastle in the north of England. If, if somebody had told me that I'd that I'd moved somewhere colder than home, 
I, uh, I would have found that completely incredible. But you grow to love the seasons. And as the Swedes say, there is no bad weather, there's only bad clouds. <laughs> I'd forgotten you're a, new, you're a Magpies fan. I am. It's what a, very what tough. a tough season. <laughs> it's horrible. I thought we'd had it tough in Liverpool. <laughs> it's horrible. I'm, I'm pleased that I can keep people talking about music this season. It's been painful. Exactly. Um, so, um, we had the position Stockholm a number of years ago. We were facing tough competition. We needed a positioning. And we decided, we think it's the most important place in Scandinavia. And that led us to the creative idea of it's the capital of Scandinavia. And we pissed off probably the Danes and Norwegians and everybody else. What's your perspective on that as a Stockholmer and then as a, as a marketeer? Uh, so uh, I, I think uh, you did would be the, the answer. <laughs> I remember... Um, I fly in and out of Orlando in Stockholm so often, so this was one of the first things that I that I saw, and uh, I think I thought then, as I do now, that it was very un-Swedish um, to, to to take that position um, from a marketing perspective. I think it was a wonderful move because it um, Swedes are proud, and I think secretly mm. Swedes do see Stockholm as the capital of Scandinavia, mm. and it, it sparked a debate. Um, so it's something that I've enjoyed. I think increasingly for all the history of, you know, Swedish Jantelagen or Lagom and, you know, everybody being very equal, um, it is quite fascinating when when Swedes who have a wonderful pedigree in, in advertising and marketing or design mm-hmm. um, are willing to step out and say, this is something we've made and it's really, really good and we think everybody in the world should know about it. That's what we were prepared to do with Spotify and I, mm-hmm. I, I think that's what you guys did with Stockholm. So I want to jump in. Jonathan, I've picked up on a few different words, and I love that you two are both from England, and you've come together in Sweden, and you have this very interesting perspective of the whole city's brand. And I've heard words like humility and pride, but what are the top three words that you would use to describe Stockholm? Um, Wow. I would talk about um, tradition. I would talk about um, innovation. And I would talk about um, I would talk about execution, and I think probably the third there is the one that requires the most explanation. One of the things that I quickly realised uh, moving from London to Stockholm is that things work. Um, you know, sometimes huge building projects, I'm sure they overrun in terms of budget and time, and public services might not always be, you know, delivered to you know with Six Sigma standards, but Compared to most other places I've ever been, things things work here the way they were designed to, and and you you expect them to, and I think that's a very Swedish, um, that's because of a very Swedish characteristic, which is to uh, to take a little bit more time to get started, but to to finish things and make sure you're proud of your craft. With regard to the the first two words, I think um, you you cannot help but be impressed um, by the history and tradition. Of, of this city, whether it's art, technology, um, you know, culture design. Um, you know, if, if you look at the propensity of um, VCs to invest in Stockholm, if you look at the percentage of the workforce that is involved in high tech, um, the number of startups um, in this region, um, it is absolutely not a city uh, mired in the past. Very interesting answers because you talk about innovation and tradition, and that's how I feel about it. It's those two things, yeah. and they don't always go together. Actually, innovative places tend to let go of the past, but Sweden and Stockholm's got that nice balance. And on the execution, I always think of the Swedes as being very pragmatic. You go down onto the Tunnelbana, the the subway, 
and it works and the trains turn right. up do it in London travel in London you, you know you're exhausted by the time you get to work so there is that everything works the shower you turn it on and there's water at the right pressure and again the UK and yeah. other places you don't get that yeah so I, I, I think it's um, you know, it's a smaller city so it's probably easier to mm. figure some of these things out I think the the consensus driven approach um, and it's a, you know, a, a city a country with an engineering Mm. culture mm. you know rather than a, a quick fix culture mm. um, could still do with a proper English pub it could it could <laughs> I agree with that entirely I miss that funny enough not just the drink it's going out on a Sunday to a pub so we've um, we've um, one of the things that we've realised at Spotify is we've added so many you know we have so many young people coming here to work many of them will not have a family yet or, or potentially a relationship and if that was the UK you, you have this third place which is naturally the pub mm. um and, and sometimes that's, that is somewhat lacking here, but there is work and people do a lot of activities, which is why they're so healthy and interesting. <laughs> um, but you miss that um, safe zone in the middle to decompress mm. somewhat. And, and as a result at Spotify, we in, invest quite a lot of time and energy um, in, in supporting social activities mm. uh, for our staff. So there's everything from knife sharpening to wine tasting to juggling to yoga. We don't necessarily pay for all of the activities, we just facilitate them. To, to try and make it easier for people to mix in. Fantastic, but not juggling knives. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully not. You know, the last thing you want if you hire some world-class engineering talent from Portugal exactly. is to have him lose, lose his, his fingers in an office incident. That would be careless. Well, Jonathan, thank you so much for your time. That was absolutely great. This podcast, Wish You Were Here, the Place Branding Podcast, been great having you on it thank you so much jonathan i've so enjoyed learning about stockholm and getting a high-tech perspective is just uh it's delightful for me so thank you so much absolutely thank you thank you both for coming lovely to speak to you So talking with Jonathan gave me a true appreciation for the business dynamics in Stockholm, which I really wasn't too familiar with before. It just seems to be such a hotbed for technology and an attractive place for startups, which I appreciate a lot because I work with tons of tech startups here in Chicago. Jonathan, talking with him, he gave us a list of names, companies like Skype and the game Minecraft that came out of Stockholm. So some really great global names and brands came out of the city, which for a small place like Stockholm is really impressive. So when you were working on the Stockholm branding, what was on the top of mind for you? Well, I think after the briefing session, really detailing the goals and objectives, it really starts with getting a really comprehensive audit done understanding what people think and developing a good understanding of the real situation. Now, that audit covers both internal and external stakeholders and audiences. And a big part of that is, of course, stakeholder identification, understanding who really needs to be brought into the process and made a central part of it. Once this has been done, it's really down to developing a robust strategy and deciding how you're going to achieve the objectives. And for Stockholm, after the audit work, what was the conclusion and strategy? It was that when you looked at all the numbers and looked at it from a geographic, cultural, business perspective, size of the stock market, things like that, numbers of companies, the museums, uh, events like the Nobel Prizes, Stockholm was simply the most important place for tourism and business in Scandinavia. So developing a business prop and proposition really first is key. And I think a lot of places 
miss that step and jump straight into marketing campaigns. So once that business proposition has been signed off, we were able to then take the creative step and we wrote the positioning line, Stockholm, the capital of Scandinavia. So I imagine that that must have annoyed some of your other Scandinavian cities. Well, it certainly did. I mean, um, we got feedback on that literally on day one when it when it broke. But, you know, it's a competitive business and treading on a few toes, actually taking a strong positioning is a good thing. It's going to happen. And I didn't realize it was a center for the music industry itself. Every week, Jonathan told us different musicians are flying in, recording songs with Max Martin. And he said that different stars are always dropping by the Spotify offices on a daily or weekly basis. Absolutely. And I think Sweden and certainly Stockholm has become a centre for the music business. Um, Funnily enough, I've got this uh, kind of theory that all truly great cities have a song about them, a famous song. Um, Examples like I Left My Heart in San Francisco, New York, New York, London Calling. And so, you know, I think great cities have that. Now, one of the things I think we're missing in Stockholm is a truly great international hit song written about the city with the name Stockholm in the title. So if someone out there can write one, we'd really appreciate it. I think moving forward that if somebody does write a famous smash hit about Stockholm, we should get the credit for it on Wish You Were Here. Well, this has been great learning about Stockholm. I just thoroughly enjoyed it, but we're about out of time. However, before we go, I wanted to drop some hints about our next episode's location. Now, Julian and I do not always agree about which cities are the greatest, but we both love this place. Yep, we agree on this one for sure. The next place we'll be looking at is truly one of the world's great cities. It's a place we all think we've been to, even if we haven't. And we were lucky enough to interview one of the world's greatest living designers for our next podcast. The man who designed probably the most iconic logo type of all time. Have you guessed it yet? So it's goodbye from me, the girl from Chicago. And it's goodbye from him, the guy from Stockholm. This podcast is based on the book Wish You Were Here by Julian Stubbs, available on Amazon. It is produced up in the clouds by the world's first global cloud-based agency, upthereeverywhere.com.